Welcome to the Quantum Connection Podcast. We are your hosts, Vanessa and Heather. Join us as we explore the new quantum health paradigm. Learn how to reconnect with nature to regain your health and to mitigate the impact of modern living. As quantum health coaches and classical homeopaths, our mission is to inspire and motivate you on your healing journey. This is for educational purposes only. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to the Quantum Connection. We are so excited you're here. We have an amazing guest for you today. We have none other than uh, Laura Kissman. She is a quantum clinician and educator. She has tons of amazing courses that I highly recommend you check out. She is a holistic nutritionist and she also practices classical homeopathy. Welcome, Laura. Thank you so much for joining us. We're ecstatic to have you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here because I listen to your podcast regularly. Oh, thank you so much. There's, oh, there's so much I love about it. You know, I don't, I mean, do you guys get any feedback? Do you want me to give you some? Yeah, we'd love sure. it. No, I just, I, I love that you, you're not censored. It is one thing. I yeah. feel like, I think the truth on a lot of this health stuff needs to come out. Um, and I love that you told your journeys, yeah. you know, you made it so personal and, um, and aspects of both, you know, resonated. Um, yeah. And no, and I just feel like you, you're not holding back information. You're it, like, I could sit and, and take a, you know, a pad of paper and take notes. And it's almost like you're in school when you listen, you know, it's fun and it's light and it's conversive, but it's also, I'm, I learn from your podcast and I'm a colleague, you know, we're all uh, yeah. at the same level, but I still learn from you guys because I can, I feel like you're, you both take this information and you're processing it, you know, you're really thinking it through and, and, uh, yeah, and you're both wonderful communicators. Aww. Yeah. I mean, obviously Vanessa's a teacher, but Heather, you are a teacher in that, in that, you know, teaching couples and with the, you have an English major, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, it, it comes through. You're very both. You're very eloquent. Um, Thank you. Yeah. A lovely podcast every which way. I like your song that you use. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, Laura. <laughs> Thank you so much. We're so glad. That's the hope is that we're sending, you know, a clear message and, you know, really being us and yeah, not, not censoring. Sometimes I hold back a little bit. I'm maybe we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll... Oh, no, I don't want to get you in trouble, but <laughs> no, no. But I... I have actually, yeah, like I have, I, I send like an episode to clients. It's, awesome. Oh, wow, That's it, great. It, it, it fits their situation. And I think you explain it really well. It's like, okay. They, you know, they, they just talk, you just talked about how to prep for winter, you know, mm-hmm. I live in a winter climate here. So, you know, I can, I can do a handout and I can do, it was like, you know what? Podcast. Cause some of my clients love podcasts. Yeah. And, like, Here you go. and yeah. they love it. Yeah. You know, it's, and, it's a great way to podcasts. learn. Yeah. It's a great way to learn. Cause it's, and I, we appreciate you doing that. And yeah, I, I like the auditory listening more than I like reading a pamphlet myself too. So yeah, that's great. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. Yeah. Thank you. You can, do, you can do movement. You can move while you listen to a podcast. Yeah. I walk. Right? Or otherwise you're stuck sitting reading a book. Yeah. Or reading a screen, right? And there's blue light. We all know what that does. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for the kind words, Laura. Appreciate it. And now mm-hmm. we're looking forward to receiving from you. Yeah the knowledge and wisdom you have, you study so hard. I, I see all the work you do with, right, your research, gathering information, 
looking up what the real information is around things like EMFs, which that's what we're going to talk about today. And also just how to navigate, because as you can hear from Laura's accent, she's in Canada. So, right, what what we start to realize as we share as fellow humans and colleagues is, is that there is a lot of censorship. And you have your experienced your own version of that in Canada. And there's certain things you can call yourself and certain things you can't, which I think is, you know, is, is uh, interesting to say the least. But I get it. Part of it's supposed to be to protect people and know what kind of practitioner they're getting and what they do. And and then there's a point at which it becomes a little bit oppressive. So, um, yeah, that's our mission on this podcast is to be able to be open with our free freedom of speech so that we can start to feel safe right in our bodies and learn what's best for us because the more we feel like we can't talk about things we're also cutting off our inner knowing because we're creating fear inside and we're also not able to then you know hear other people's opinions so that is a disconnection that we're trying to um, not combat i don't want to use it like a violent type of term but we're trying to um, distance ourselves from and move more towards how can we be free to speak whatever, you know, whatever we want to talk about whatever we want. So that's what I appreciate about you saying that about that, you know, you, you appreciate that about our podcast. So tell us a little bit about, like, how did you get into this? I know you have a really interesting history in the military of Canada, right? Yeah. What brought you to the quantum field? Okay, quantum and maybe EMF. I can... Yeah, and then mm-hmm. EMFs in particular. Yes, yeah. yes, that'd okay. be great. Um, because the, just the sense you just brought up a memory on the censorship thing. Um, I'll share it right now. I started teaching workshops um, at the School of Natural Nutrition where I studied my holistic nutrition. Okay. Because I felt like there were some subjects they, they just weren't touching. Um, gluten was one. I wanted to go down a rabbit hole and learn more. They never they never it was they always seemed to just skim over the surface on on gluten and because they didn't want to take away bread and I guess from people and. Um, but anyway, so I, 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 anyway, I created these different workshops that were kind of like master classes. And so nobody in 2015 was talking about EMFs. So I built my first workshop. And my first time I taught it, I think I taught it to one, one student. And it was like the funniest thing, but she, she thanked me and I thanked her because it was still a great experience for me, right? But then I, I started teaching after that. I was teaching um, workshops in my community and at my local library, we had this great uh, um, team, team uh, there was somebody there I was working with and she would make the posters and the, would ha- we would both market it and then I would just show up and wonderful group of people. And I suggested, said, listen, I've got this beautiful EMF workshop called Electro, it was called Electro Pollution. And they wouldn't let me do it. They said mm-hmm. it was too controversial. They checked with Health Canada and yeah and that it was this was not accepted and it would be you know it would be too controversial and that's when it that was the first like oh wow (laughs) yeah and yes and so now it's like i'm now i'm doing it on my own i'm you know i created in 2023 at the start of the year i just said something came over me that in terms of all this how we break mother nature's laws Mm -hmm. and we're just breaking so many of them in the frequency spectrum Oh yeah. And uh, what and would you so, say if they were to, if they, if you would have asked them like, this is too controversial because what do you think the answer would have been? Just that it wasn't accepted you know, at the time that cell phone might be dangerous, right? To our health. And I wanted to, to teach about cell phone etiquette and how 
shouldn't have cell phones around little children and babies and mother's bellies and some of those simple things, right? That, and that, that was like that whole concept I taught back in 2015 before anybody had even. Ahead of your time. Ahead of my time. Mm-hmm. Now I have a, a watch, like a meter, so I can <laughs> figure out, you know, if I'm at a party. Oh, geez, you have your cell phone in your pocket. Step away. That's what your watch does? Yeah, this is my. Yeah. What does that watch? Show and tell. Watch. Can you guys see it? Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of it? I don't remember you talking about that before. What is it? Yeah, it's a brand new technology. Um, There's probably a special name for it, but it's an RF meter, basically. I'll I'll turn it on. Can you guys see? It's uh, so right now it's for for one minute. It will show me um, what the level is. So my level isn't as low as it should be. There's green. It should be green, and ideally it's flashing green. Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Is that the safe and sound micro 2.1 RF detector? Yes, yes. micro. Yeah, micro RF meter. Yeah. And so, um, but it's, uh, this is not bad. It's, you know, I'd love to see it flashing green, but I am in a house with, there's other devices here. Um, and, um, and I'm close to my computer as well. So, yeah. Wow. So anyway, but after, so then what you do is you want to, so I like to program it. So, so the all lights will come on for a second. It'll vibrate. And it'll then the lights go off, and now it will just vibrate when I get when it goes too high. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I've now I have programmed it to what level I want it to tell me. So it's at a, it's at a hundred thousand microwatts per square meter, which sounds really really high, but it's actually not really that mm-hmm. high. But in nature, we're supposed to be zero point zero zero one microwatts per square meter. But wow. we are all living in crazy EMS and. Uh, and I've, anyway, it's been really fun. I've found, I've been able to find sources in my home, um, in my town, and um, just driving on highways. It's it's quite an adventure to wear this because it'll just start going off and you're thinking, what is it? And you look over, cell phone tower. And it just, it's like clockwork. Every, you know, 500 meters, you, it'll do it again on the highway, like driving into my city, Ottawa. It's like, oh, another, there's another one, there's another one. It's on this side, it's on the left side. And the worst in my town, and my city was actually driving by one of the universities. It was just, I almost want to take the watch off. It was, and I, and I, I've heard that that university um, wants to, or paired up to do a 5G experiment. So they have 5G all through the campus. And oh. it's like, what, what are we doing, right? So obviously the watch itself doesn't have any kind of bad frequencies. Otherwise it would defeat oh. the point of wearing it. I'm curious as to how they made that, but that's for another show. But what I want to know is like help our listeners to understand like why should we even care? Mm-hmm. Like what are these frequencies? Right. And why should we care that these man-made frequencies? Now, that's not to say that natural frequencies are never harmful because they can be, but that's rare. You know, like if you're sleeping over, there's something I've heard in the past about natural in the earth, you know, magnetic fields in certain mm-hmm. places that can be strong and we don't even know. But that's rare. So the man-made frequencies are what you're talking about. And so what are these and why should people even care to, you know, to notice, to think about it, to be aware of what around us is impacting our bodies? Yeah. So the, the man-made frequencies are, um, you know, man has created these, um, and not, not to harm anybody. It's never, you know, I think that I have, there hasn't been malintent with it, but, um, you know, with everything, with our cell, coming out of cell towers, coming out of 
our cell phones, our Wi-Fi routers, um, smart meters, and and you know we we could all just ignore all this because we can't see it. It's all invisible. It's odorless um, and quiet as far as we can tell. Um, but when you when you can use these different meters, I have several that I that I use because I test homes. I started testing clients' homes, and then um, then I. I just thought, you know, why don't I just put that on my website? And so I've, I've had people reach out and, um, and I can tell you a couple of stories on that, but it, it, it's very interesting because the meters will show, um, you can actually hear it. There's a, you can, there's something on the meters that you can, um, toggle to actually hear as well as see, see the actual numbers and what, and there are people that, that actually are like meters. Um, they're like we call them electro hypersensitive, and in a way, it's a super it's a superpower because they can find out you know if they're in it, their whole body feels it. The sad part is that they're it it affects them so bad that they can't actually be in it, and um, and it it just completely isolates their life. And and I think part of my facet like I do have a physics background. I took uh, my my degree was I took two years engineering and then I switched to physics and physical oceanography, which is like two years of studying waves in the ocean. Um, but you know, we did acoustics, we did quantum physics, um, solid state physics, some yeah stuff. I, I didn't was not interested in. What's the, <laughs> I, was in the, I was in the Air Force and I just or, yeah I was in the Air Force and I just wanted I had to get my degree to become an officer and and have my start my career. And, and uh, the ocean. How funny though, how interesting and how ironic that it's like, oh, I'm just doing this to get through the hoop. And now it's come back full circle where you're actually immersing yourself in it. I know. And I'm so like, <laughs> I, I've said, I've, it's terrible because for 30 years I've said, I wasted a degree. I wait, I can't. Oh. Well, because then I went on and I did a year of pre-med and I fell in love. Like I couldn't study human anatomy and physiology enough. I was so wow. fascinated with the human body. and. I should have been in biology or, you know, biochemistry mm-hmm. or something so many years earlier. And, and Laura, you're so, you have so much knowledge to share. It's like amazing. You've had so many like, oh, dabbles in you. so many things. It's just great. But yeah. So where's I going? I was going somewhere with that. Um, oh, the so people who are electrosensitive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So these electrosensitive. So that's actually what started another part of my, somebody reached out um, and I went to their home. They were electro hypersensitive. They were getting, issues in it was a man um mm-hmm. he would get a rash and it would go up his arm and this is just a normal nice guy and and i it was so hard because i wanted to help him with you know i was looking at his diet and we did we i think we might have done some food sensitivity testing we we're just trying to find anything right to help him and but he was he just you know he's, he taught me that's what, how you guys know with your clients right they often teach you more than well, you teach you teach them but they always leave you with a beautiful lesson. And he said to me, the only time I feel good is when I'm out in nature walking and I have to walk. I have to walk every day. And he had to just get out of, you know, the frequencies. The problem is now there's less and less opportunity. But at to- that time he didn't realize it or he did realize that that's why he felt better uh, away from home. He realized it. He knew oh. mm-hmm. he had to get out of his home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but what and you're then, saying too is that there's less and less places to go where you can actually be away from these frequencies because we're just so inundated with them, and it's like you you really have to go where there's no towers, and you know it's it's hard. It's hard to yeah, find places I, like that. And my yeah, I'll tell you a bit more about my journey on that. Um, I could have so many stories, but I ended up 
but this is before COVID. I forget how this came about, but I ended up, I'm part of a group that we started this, our, our province, I live in Ontario, and we um, started this, uh, this group called Ontario for Safe Technology. And it started, we started really by a woman who was actually, her electrohypersensitivity started after a, vac- a vaccine injury. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that that's often one of the triggers. Mm-hmm. As people don't realize tattoos can mm-hmm. be as well. Well, because there's you metal think, in those. I mean, yeah, I was going to say right? the heavy metals in that is what's causing that. No. Is that the issue? Yeah, because in the vac- not, not the injection so much as the, the, the metals that are Yeah, in. because people don't realize that the vaccines have an obscene amount of mercury and aluminum in them, actually. Uh, they have to put that in there. And then, of course, a, a, when you're, you know, a tattoo, the same thing. But, yeah, they have a lot of a lot more mercury than, you know, and than your fish or from your aluminum cans or, you know. <laughs> So a lot. Yeah, I know, right? It's good. Yeah, it's. I know. We won't go down that. We could go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> but I'll try to stay and stay with you. And uh, so she's. Yeah, we started with this group, and then there was another lady that was electrohypersensitive in the group, and that's when I started learning a lot more about vaccines. which probably let you know, learned a lot more about homeopathy and um, just. But I, there is a, this electrohypersensitive link, um, and. Just you know, hearing more and more stories and meeting so many people with electrohypersensitivity, it is—it's real. And the thing is, is they don't know that's what injured them. It's not like a, you know, placebo, you know, where they or nocebo, where they, they, you know, they they already know that they're going into high EMF environment. They had no clue. It wasn't until, you know, months and months or maybe years of searching, they find out that that's actually what they have. It's my, this microwave, you know, sickness and syndrome. And, and, so and rashes are part of the symptoms, and I'm guessing there's a whole host of them, like headaches and what else? Headaches, like, yeah, neurodegenerative, um, brain fog is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't think straight. Um, tinnitus. Tinnitus is one of the top. Yep, that. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. saw, I have tinnitus myself after the vaccine. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, had, I had some symptoms here. Oh, yeah. Energy fatigue is one of them. Um, I actually read an article, and you'll be interested to know this, Laura, about um, interstitial cystitis and smart meters um, as well. Oh, please send me that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will find oh, it and send it to you. But yeah, so yeah, interstitial cystitis relating to smart meters and behavior issues related to smart issues as well, like oh, yeah. ADD, yeah. autism. Oh, please send me that. Yes, I, I will. I, I, I'll write it down. I'm writing a note. Yeah. yeah, okay. And smart, I'm writing that down. Thank you. Um, speaking of smart meters, I just found out that my, my wonderful sensitive meter, it's, um, it's in comp- um, Safe Living Technologies, they're, they're uh, Safe and Sound Pro too. I love that meter, but it, it isn't, I don't know if it's the, not the right pulse width to detect smart meters. So I've been trying and, and I just, and I always thought it came down to the only pulse every so often. So you actually, I'd have to set my meter up with a timer, you know, to figure out when it does. The only thing I can pick up is, you know, is a magnetic field or an electric field on a different meter. But now it's like, oh, how many people's homes have I tested where, you know, I'm thinking, oh, it's not that bad, but I just, I don't have the right meter um, to test it. So So it's so important for people to know, like, if they have symptoms that are mystery symptoms and it's not like they fussed around with their diet Mm-hmm. Right, they are exercising, 
they can figure out what it is, right? But they, it affects your sleep. It's going to affect maybe your yes, skin. Your sleep. It's going to make you fatigue. Possibly it's going to give you rashes. There's all these uh, central symptoms or like there's a host of symptoms. Then it's really a good idea. You're saying, right, Laura, to oh. check, it, to the, check, to, like to test. If yeah. you can get someone in who's got meters, a building biologist is the best. Uh, I'm not a building biologist. I'm just kind of self-taught. I've taken different courses. I would love actually to be a building biologist. But You'd be great at that. <laughs> uh, but then it's also you're doing that full time, right? And I'm I'm still I'm coaching clients. I just I, I, to me it's a piece of the puzzle. I want to educate people on. I don't know that I want to go make that full time. You're also putting yourself in high EMF all the time too. You're going you're you know you're going up to routers and. And I, I would love to talk to you about the router because I have a recent client um, got contacted through some other health group to go visit this older woman, older woman, she's 74. She looks great. I wouldn't call her older, but, um, but she, oh, it was, it was heartbreaking. I walked into her apartment and she said, oh, she was like, right away, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. My place is a mess, but I can't function. I've got so much fatigue. You know, and um, and I just said, don't worry, don't worry about the mess. Let's just test and find out. And her dog had burnt, like you know that man I talked about. Whenever he would work on his computer, he would get this rash, whatever. The dog had burns going up. The, it's a little. Um, she called it Chiquita. Um, what's the dog down in Mexico? Chihuahua. 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 And it had these burns, and and uh, and was behaving really strangely, and. And so, and she she had she's waking up with migraines, um, and and then some nights she couldn't sleep. So that was the two biggest things. Then was just this fatigue was just compiling. And so I come in, I, you know, I do some tests, and it was just amazing. Um, it turns out in these little apartments that these seniors are all living in, the router is like in the little room. I don't know if you know. I'm just assuming a lot of them have the exact same setup. Right. When you walk in these studio apartments, there's um, you know washer dryer. There's like a little room for the like a little technical room, right? Washer dryer, and then the routers on that wall, and on the other side of that wall is where the bed is, mm-hmm. and that's where her dog bed was. So the dog's head was probably closer than hers, but their heads were so close to this router, it was crazy off the chart readings because routers like eight hundred thousand megawatts per square meter often so you know I, I showed her we got the, the the amounts and she's oh my god so so she she's been turning off her router she's actually so nervous she's she unfortunately she's got to the point where she's electro hypersensitive now so now she's desperately finding looking for somewhere to live but the other fa- finding is I found that her dirty electricity just by I have a, this little microsurge meter I can test and it was really high it was like it was 600 and for we want to be 50 and below and someone electro hypersensitive they need to be 30 and below and uh there's a bladder link to that vanessa by mm-hmm. the way oh yeah definitely um, I, I think it's related yeah. to the like because i know histamine issues are related to bladder issues but histamine issues are also related to um emfs big time so and, and, and mold issues as well so i honestly think it's all really related and i mean yeah. I, and then go back to the water, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. The, uh-huh. Yep. Carrie was just talking about this link. I don't know if you guys caught that on her. There mm-hmm. was a, a 
on uh, it was a podcast or something episode recently where she's highlighting this new link with dehydration and histamines mm-hmm. and what do you need of EMFs like the, you know all yeah they dehydrate us mm-hmm. dehydrates you right mm-hmm. so I never want to put AirPods in your ear you're literally dehydrating your brain right yeah and 100%. so yeah so anyway this um this poor woman's desperately finding a place to live but since she so we got her I ordered her some some of these built like the little capacitors that you stick in the wall and it just kind of the dirty electricity will dissipate as heat in them you can't really you shouldn't really fill your whole house with them there's 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 techniques you're better to get a whole house filter um and we'll get into all that but anyway just like she's sleeping her sleep and her headaches have improved just from in her case the dirty electricity so and that's one thing i've learned some people they're they're worse from it with a cell phone they're worse you know like these forms of electromagnetic radiation can be worse um in her case i definitely think that dirty electricity was playing a role now she's got the router off right but i think the dog the dog it was it was definitely and for her so close to her head and anyway i hope we can get her well um but getting out of you know getting out of that frequency spectrum is is important and the other thing i'll just i'll end with this piece with is that in testing homes the thing the most important thing i think i've learned is that i like i've i've done a home in the country and i thought oh, it's gonna be a piece of cake right it's in the country they're nowhere near a cell you know a tower or anything they were sitting on the other the, their couch in front of the tv was the router was right behind them and that was you know, unbelievable and she's had a lot of number of health issues and and just trying to they didn't they didn't have, they only had a crawl space they didn't really have a a great basement to be able, like a better place to put the router because the bedrooms are like everywhere someone was living or working in the kitchen and anyway they've done they've done amazing they've the husband got involved and they they just went to town they changed all their lighting and they really worked to, to lower their emf just that's so great they, but yeah that's don't be de- don't be yeah don't be deceived just because you live in the country doesn't mean you have low emf because if you if you own a cell phone a smartphone that is actually the biggest EMF in your life. Oh yeah. If that phone is not on airplane mode, most of the time you are radiating yourself and others. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I and, we said in another podcast, it's almost like it's like blowing smoke in someone's face, and I love that analogy because it is really if you're sensitive to that, and it's like. Because every, nobody ever puts their phone on airplane mode that I know, except for me and you guys and people in this world, like this community. Mine lives like, on airplane mode. Mine's yeah. on airplane mode right now. My my computer's on airplane mode because I'm connected to Ethernet. Like, so I'm, you know, and I'm lucky that I live in a home where I was able to put Ethernet and, and do mitigation strategies and do all of that. But it's just like most people don't even think about it. Like, they just, it doesn't even cross their mind. I just called and... I didn't even think about a smart meter like until like I started. This was like only a couple months ago, maybe like six months ago, maybe even three that I was like, I called them and made them remove the smart meter because I didn't even think about that until I read that article. Like, you know, because it's just it's it's everywhere and it's just so hard to get away from it completely, 100 percent. But yeah, and I love the stories that you're sharing. And it's like, OK, think about where your Wi-Fi router is, you know, or, it, you know, think about that. That's not yeah. I think number one. Where's your Wi-Fi router in the house? Yeah. Can you get and so this little meter back to this little guy? Mm-hmm. Um, I connected the dots only with this. That every time I walk out of my office and I go around the corner to my kitchen, um, 
and we have this big table and, and I have a, always have, a, I take care of dogs, part of my new quantum lifestyle to get out. Um, <laughs> I love it. My dog, but my dog had quite a journey and I, I linked some EMF stuff with it, which I'll, I'll share with you. Okay. Um, there's a, I have a dog bed there. Every time I walk turn the corner, I get a vibration. I get a vibration every time. And so finally went, okay, Laura, what is that vibration? So it's near my husband's office. So I thought, okay, is this computer? Is it, is it the, we have a Bluetooth printer. So I turned off the printer. It was a little bit, because it was a couple of times it would vibrate. So the one went away, but the other one was still there. And then I went, duh, I'm right. I bet you I'm right over the router in the basement. And of course, wouldn't it come straight up? Yeah, it, it comes up through the walls. It comes up through mm-hmm. the, the floors. It goes everywhere. Because you, you, if you walk in down the street, even if you have your phone on, God forbid, and you check, you're going to pick up everyone's router in the whole neighborhood as you pass mm-hmm. by their house. Yep. Oh, but yeah. again, it's, if you have a meter, it's strongest. But if you're close to it, it's very strong. Yeah. Very strong, right? And that's where my dog's bed was. And I don't know if you guys know my dog's story, but um, he ended up with degenerative myelopathy which is a neurodegenerative disease. Mm-hmm. It's like ALS in humans, or, but it's ALS for dogs. And it starts mm-hmm. at their back paws. They start to slip. That's the first sign is that their paws are slipping as they walk. And, and then eventually they become paralyzed. And mm-hmm. it was a journey of love. He ended up on, we got wheels for him. And he hiked in three kilometers the day before he, he passed. But he started, eventually lost bladder, bladder control and, um, he actually held it. He just wouldn't go. Mm. So we had to learn how to express him and we crossed some boundaries. We, we thought we'd never, but it was, the, it was a journey of love. I wouldn't change a thing. However, what I would change is some of the EMF, you know, this, this lens of EMF, quantum lens that I see now, I look back one summer, he slept by the EMF meter on the other wall, right? Exactly there. If this was, I wasn't really thinking, I guess back then, um, in our guest room, and that's when he developed uh, an eye disease called PANAS, where you, you lose your peripheral vision. That started, and then I went, okay, you're not sleeping there anymore. I kicked him out of the guest room. And then he obviously had that dog bed right over the router. It wasn't always there, but yeah, yeah, he, the whole time he was there. And then we got a, our furnace died, and we got a new furnace, and it came with a smart, mm. a smart uh, thermostat, and he would for whatever reason on the hallway maybe because he was closer to me he would lie there with his legs up and i get a you know with my meter i can find out other kind of reading just there's like a line it's very narrow but it was right there so i at least three things plus he was a rescue dog that got revaccinated when they when they took him out of the pound mm. um and, and his vet was a homeopathic vet actually and she she actually um uh, light me on a lot of things. That's, she's one of my inspirations for, for taking me home out the course. And um, she would tighter him. She would measure him because he was so high in the rabies. Yeah, they should do it. That's what all the vets should be doing, but they don't do any of that. And that's why my dog has vaccine poisoning. Well, I think that's why. So I think my dog had both. He had EMF poisoning because, you know, nutritionist, right? I He had a great, he had a good diet. I didn't have him fully raw until he got degenerative myelopathy and the vet said, Laura, you gotta, you gotta put him fully raw because it's going to help his bowels through this journey. And it, and it really did, but he was half raw and then a high, high, you know, a grain free, beautiful, high end food. Um, so I don't think diet was the issue with him. 
and it wasn't exercise. He was outdoors. We walked him, and he was he had a really, I think, a really great dog life. I'm sure that you did everything right, and it was nothing that you did. Yeah, I'm sure. Dog, I love. It was my dream dog. Oh, I'm so sorry, but you know, I'm so sorry about that, Laura. That that happened. And you know what, though, like this is what we have to realize that these frequencies not only affect us, okay? They affect our animals. No. They affect everything. They affect the whole world. Every piece they of, the, of nature. Too. I know people don't think about their pets. They're sitting there, you know, cuddling them, getting all this oxytocin on the couch while they're scrolling on their phone, and they don't know that they're radiating this yeah. puppy, for example, and their yeah. brains are more susceptible. Just like a it. child's brain. Just like a child's brain. When you hand your child, and I'm going to say this because I see it all the time. It happened just in, I was in Target. I do go to stores here and there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to go. And, you know, the, the kid is crying. He's like a year old. What is the mom doing every time? He's crying. What does she give him? She gives him the phone because she just wants him to be quiet so she can continue her shopping. And listen, I understand. I have kids. I have been there. I get it. But you just, once you're aware and you see this, you're like, this is not a solution. Okay? Because we don't really, we just want them to be quiet. We don't think about how that's actually harming. Or how many times I've seen out to dinner when I used to go all the time that the, you know, the kids are sitting there. They're the babysitter is the the iPad because the parents don't want to deal with them. You know? And it's just like... It drives me nuts because now I know these things and I'm like, this is not good. Or, you know, two couples who are sitting there at dinner and they're both looking at their phone instead of talking to each other. Like, what's the point of you even being with each other? Have a conversation. I, I, yeah. I have like, like I end up te- so that original workshop, I had different pieces to it. Now it's in a four-part series. Like the first one's like EMF basics. We're talking about good EMFs. And- the non like the, the man-made, what we call non-native EMFs. Um, and then I have EMF risks, which is, okay, you know, what do we know in terms of linking to disease and, and all? That's that's where I mention a lot of the studies that have been done. And then the next one is um, mitigation, and that's a three-hour, like I go through the meters that I use and how I test homes. And then nice. the last one I call it um, building resiliency to EMFs, which is very much both of you've taken that the applied the institute of quantum biology course it's mm-hmm. it's take it's carrying that and all those quantum health strategies with some some other things and some things that are more specific but um in in i forget which one it is um which when i i teach a whole cell phone etiquette and just like this social we we need to change mm-hmm. you know socially how we do things and it's interesting even in like one of my kids right now he he just got he got rid of his computer you know he just said i want to and he's been having campfires and having kids over and um and now he's planning a board game night and it's a dry night like he's in his 20s right and he's like yeah i want to have a night where we're just we're all you know we're together we're, we're present i'm thinking it's interesting is there going to be a move back as oh these, please these that's you know, beautiful they, that's they miss beautiful I think they, they they miss life. They see it in movies where nobody's got a cell phone and, you know, mm-hmm. and they have this, I find they have a fascination with the 80s, mm-hmm. which was all pre-cell phone, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, the, the 80s music and, yeah, it's interesting. I love it. I love, yeah, it's so great to share your courses because they would be phenomenal for people to take if they want to learn more about EMFs. But I would love it too 
if you could share either a little bit of studies or a little bit of like a couple yeah. little, little strategies <laughs> or tidbits of like information to people like you know that could you know be beneficial okay okay um just on the studies um so if people are just skeptical they go you know why why are we hearing about this right just you know here's the censorship you know i'll speak freely here uh there's big food there's big pharma there's big tech big tech is big and there's a lot of money and there's a lot of interests that don't want us to know that there might be some danger to this and I don't know about your country, but in my country, we have, um, you guys probably have the FDA. We have, we have something called Health Canada. And they literally use uh, a safety code called Safety Code 6 that is 20 years out of date. It's not, it's not kept up. And I, mean, I, I might get in trouble for saying that, but um, certainly in the, the whole space of safe technology, it's joke. We all consider it a joke and we're, we've lost confidence in our government to, to, to give its citizens, to keep its citizens safe because they're so tied in with big tech and all the money that, you know, that, you know, in a cell phone tower going up in another community and another community. And, um, I mean, it's so much a part of our lives as we all know. Right. So, um, but anyway, they're in the world health, organization well what year was it man almost i'm not sure what year it was they actually um classified it wireless radiation radio frequency wireless radiation as um a type do you guys know type two? i think it's 2b it's a, it's a possible carcinogen yep but the scientists that and there are studies upon studies um independent studies um there are industry studies and the, the argument is that there are so many, every time an independent study comes out, there'll be a number of industry studies that will make it look, it'll question the science and make it look safe. Some of the things they do is these studies, they use like a, they don't actually use a cell phone. They use some frequency thing that's like constant that's putting out the radiation. Well, that's not what a cell phone is. A cell phone is really erratic, right? It's checking in with this tower and this tower and this app and, and it's, it's all over the place, which the body doesn't like, right? It causes oxidative stress and causes the cell danger response. We call it in, in the body. And, um, where was I going? Um, the studies. Yeah, the studies. Yeah. So mm, these scientists, they, they want, desperately want to change to not just probable, but it is carcinogenic. Yeah. They have, they strongly believe they have the research. Um, and I actually, uh, I do a, I'm a citizen scientist for the Bragg project, which is a global product pro- project. That's what the reason I got my, my RF meter, cause I had to get a, this specific, this specific meter. So we, we actually test, um, different things. So we, one of the projects was to, was to test the rainforests, which is the small towns left in our countries and so i tested i live in a small town so i had to go stand out there with my meter uh for about 10 minutes and go to all these different intersections and because they wanted to capture it this was probably two years ago now um so soon so probably have us again the, the scientist that's involved in this you know have us do it again but we had to test our microwave ovens which was a challenge because we don't have one anymore um so i had to go find people and 
and uh, and it's not good, by the way. Stay, stay, stand far away. Put your if you're going to microwave, put it in, and then walk away at least a meter. Yeah, and um, and then we had to do cars. That was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's yeah, there's other ones planned, but anyway, um, this yeah, there's I mean this, the studies range from looking at live blood and what what it does and. Uh, I did one myself with a with a client with a colleague that does live blood, and that was fascinating. We she tested her blood, and then and it was healthy, and then she she took a cell phone, um, made a call, put it to her ear, which she never does. She called her husband upstairs, and he said, "What? You're you're, you're talking on your cell phone?" Because she would always be on speaker, and she said, "I'm doing this for science. It's two minutes. I have to stay. I have to talk. You have to talk for two minutes." So then she hung up right away. We took her blood, and her blood was like pancakes. All her red blood cells were all stacked together in two minutes at the head. That's crazy. So then, crazy. So but, then we took. Um, I have a, a special light, um, Bioptron light, and we put that on her lower back. No, no, we put it. No, we put it. Um, no, we put it back on her lower back, and and it got her blood back to normal. Mm. back to back after but it was you know it's not a perfect it was one person yeah. it's not a perfect study because maybe her blood would have come back in that time you know we'd have to do a lot more test a lot more variables to make it a perfect study but it opened my eyes just to see in two minutes what a cell phone yeah it's so interesting how it does the clumping of the red blood cells but we know that the a good way to mitigate that is to go out and ground actually which will then help the yeah yeah because there's there's lots of studies that show that it will it will help um make the red blood cells more spaced out and and more flow they flow better so yeah uh, zeta potential i think they call it yeah yeah Yeah. thank you the the charge the negative charge on Mm -hmm. the the cell Mm -hmm. so in two studies i should mention um so well before that the bio initiative report if, if people just are skeptical just go google bio initiative um, 2012 and in there there's all kinds of science um, and you know various websites like physicians for safe technology uh, even Canadians for safe technology there's like all there's so many different organizations that are compiling all these different studies um, so there's lots of places to find they're, they're not hidden um, you know, some are there's not, <laughs> not talked about but th- there were two studies that should have you know been the message like Houston we have a problem and they were in 2018 and it was an American one that was done in the states called the US NTP study um, and it was done with rats and mice and they this study my from my understanding was to prove that it was safe and in the end it came out that the that, that specifically the male rats were getting schwannomas so it's a it's a it's a cancer in the heart which um, I'm actually preparing a cancer workshop with a quantum perspective, I'm calling it. And the one thing you find out, there's very little cancer in the heart. It's it's, it's like, that's the one organ in the body we see very, very little cancer. So they were getting schwannomas in the heart, heart schwannomas, and they were getting brain gliomas, um, which is, you know, that's like the worst brain cancer, right? This the, is the, um, what do you call it, GDM? Glioblastoma. Multiform, mm-hmm. yeah, that's right. And um, yeah, and so you don't usually have much time, but, you know, when you get a diagnosis on that. And and uh, although, just to be hopeful here, 
um, there's new, there's a lot of new research in cancer. And I think, I think cancer is going to be looking very bright and hopeful um, as we learn more about what heals cancer and what we can do. So anyways, that study. And then there was one in Italy around the same time called the Ramazzini study, um, R-A-M-A-Z-Z-I-N-I, if anybody wants to look it up. And they, they, came, they saw the same thing. They saw, my understanding is they saw the heart um, schwannomas and then the glial, the glial as well. Um, yeah, and these are, these are mice and rats, which are nocturnal. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that they were getting them, is my understanding, is even a stronger sign. I don't exactly understand that, but yeah, it's, it's, we should have been, that should have woke up the world at that point. And yet we still continue to go, oh, we're not sure about, it's still not definitive. And it's, you know, we are going to look back, you know, when this finally comes out, we are going to look back and just shake our heads and think, what did we do? What yeah. did we do to, you know, to our youth that are all now glued to screens and, you know, so that's where just, this has to be a grassroots movement and teach people, okay, here's how you can just mitigate it. A little bit of mitigation can go a long way, as you know, right? Mm-hmm. Online effect, right? This is all quantum stuff. And and then I just, I know Heather, if I don't bring it up, Heather's going to bring it up. Um, the whole fear around this. I know I'm painting this picture that it's all dire. Um, being afraid of this stuff is worse than being around it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So you can, okay, yeah, I just wanted to say that, so I, I know, what, like, I've got, I've got, you know, 20-year-olds in my house, my husband's, you know, a techie, loves, you know, former fighter pilot, so he loves his gadgets and whatever. Um, they're not a completely on board where I'd like to be. I'd like to have the Wi-Fi off 24-7, be fully wired, and then we'd, we'd have cables to our cell phones, you know, and our, and mm-hmm. our you know, if you have an iPad, and we, we would they'd be all wired, right? Mm-hmm. That's the ideal, but I don't have that. I don't have that right now. So, and my, you know, we've, the, the router is not near anybody's room. That was good. Um, and uh, what else have we done? I have a VoIP phone. I don't know if you have that. Do you have, guys have a landline still for your, a phone, for your phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. if you don't have a landline, you can get a VoIP phone, Heather. Okay. Yeah, voice over internet, and and I have tested it at the handset. It's so it's it's so low, mm-hmm. like nothing nothing compared to cell phone. So that's my main phone. Mm-hmm. Have you yeah. tested? Um, we, so I have a landline, one with a cord sitting here right next to me. But then I also have land, like some of the landlines are cordless. And Heather and I were talking about the cordless phones last week or something like oh. that. They can be really bad, right? And um, so that's, it's that's funny. I want to share something phone. really quick, Heather. She'll laugh because my husband goes home and he comes to me. He's like, where's the cordless phone in our bedroom? I'm like, it's in the closet now. Because <laughs> that was one of our agreements that we got rid of cell phones out of the bedroom. And he wanted to have okay. a way for people to contact us if there was an emergency, which there never is. And I said, okay, we'll put a we'll put a landline in there, but I had, it was wanted to be a cordless one. I'm like, okay, but this was sleeping next to my but head. Do you, so do you have more it. than one phone or just the one? We have three. So one is a, one is with the cord sitting here has a regular cord, but then I have two that are cordless. So I couldn't oh, get him to so... run the cable into the bedroom for the phone there too. I, I, he did well, a lot. <laughs> so. The bad news I have to tell you what, is tell me? that it's, that's a cell phone tower in your home, even though it's landline. Ugh. So the, that one is, so it's like a mini cell tower. And mm. in, in, the, in the building biology world, 
Um, it's the first thing we look. We look for wireless phones because they're so bad, and mm. that is the 900 megahertz. That's what those mm. those two studies they were they were using. That is like number one. Get rid of your wireless uh, phones. So what's the solution? I gotta run a I run a wired one there. Just get a phone. Get an old phone. Yeah, mm-hmm. regular old phone. Your yeah. regular old phone. Yeah, keep, get, you know, one that you, you, you lift up. And yeah, I have one right here actually sitting in my office area. I have one, but I couldn't, yeah. he didn't, because that one you have to run another, another wire to. He has to run another wire there to do that. That's right. So yeah. that was why it's not there, but okay, I yeah. will. No, you're so lucky to keep your landline, mm-hmm. but just get a corded phone because, yeah, you're going to, you, you will mitigate, because is it always on and always plugged in and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause it's, I mean, it's, it is the worst because if you're close to it, right? Because the levels mm-hmm. would be that much higher. But it is constantly, and it's erratic because it's always checking in. Mm. Oh man, I'm gonna. My husband's gonna be unhappy about this one, buddy. <laughs> He's gonna be cursing me. I'm sorry, but no. Tell me, this is why I love it. I love being podcast with people like this. I'm learning more. This is great. One hundred one yeah. is get rid of. That's what the first thing I, I had to teach my, my poor dad had it right by his head mm-hmm. and he was so worried because my mom was in a nursing home and he knew he had to answer the phone and I was like, dad, okay, first of all, let's at least get it on the other side of the bed, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, and now of course he's got it, got rid of that, but he has a cell phone and then mm-hmm. he didn't know how to turn off his phone. So anyway, we got him, we got him all, he's got, he's all figured out now. Now, <laughs> now he knows how to turn off his phone at night, just at least when he's sleeping, he keeps that off. Yeah. All right. We'll have to move that. I'm going to make Tom run another yeah. wire. He'll, he'll love me. Even a positive to this uh, podcast interview, you just, you got that takeaway. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'm envious. Your, your house is, you've got a landline and you're all, but you have a dream home. That's except true. for the, except for those two things. <laughs> except for. But you got, I mean, you got rid of your smart meter. Like, oh, yes, I got rid of the smart meter and we have ethernet. So oh. all, and so we have those, like you adapter so i have my husband ran a bunch of cords so like in the kitchen there's one so if you want to plug in your iphone people come over i'm like they're like what's your wi-fi pair so i'm like here's your ethernet and your adapter <laughs> plug in <laughs> and that really my 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 you know like the, the kids you know my son is 13 so he has kids come over and friends come over and they you know they have to use their phone how, how many like off of your see my 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 router only has three ports Mm-hmm. You can get larger ports. So yes. You can get that have more. Yeah. I think it has eight. Device? We have one that has eight and then one that has eight device? upstairs. Yeah. But is it, a, is it a device that comes off your router that you then get more ports or is it is it the actual router itself has? No. So the ra- it's, a, it's, the, uh, it's a Wi-Fi free router. Then there's a cord and then that something there's a core that goes into a splitter and then the splitter has like eight different cables so then the, the, that's all down in the basement and then he had to run those cables up to ports so there's a here's my ethernet cord right here there's a port over there behind the couch and then there's a there's two ports in the living in the kitchen and then the the ports are in the bedrooms for the boys and one we have one port in our bedroom too so we have a lot of ports so oh my gosh yeah i'm gonna talk to, to so many you know people that say oh you know how because you know i've had that resistance at home yeah saying well we can have cords all around our house i'm like it's not that bad no well this one is long because i bring it outside so i can work outside a lot so this one happens to how, be like, how long did you get did you get a 50 foot or a i don't know how long this is but it's definitely long i was looking at it definitely yeah, got it definitely 
I don't think it's 50, but it, it's, I mean, it sounds to, I'm not sure, but it's definitely long because it goes outside. So it's cool. But yeah, like my husband is, oh, I'm very lucky. He's a, he's a contractor and he does electric, electrical work. So for him, it wasn't that bad, but, um, right. he yeah, just, he doesn't enjoy yeah. running wires in the house. It's annoying, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. So. Um, almost out of time. I just want to bring us to focus here and see what, we want to leave our listeners with like you have you have courses that are evergreen or are they periodic or how can people mm. take you know take advantage of what you know Laura? They're, they're, so the my courses um I've, i'm always i've been teaching I'm, I'm starting to slow down i'm hoping to do two more um finish up this sort of quantum power series that i've been doing so there'll be like 10 i think in total and then this emf series which are four um and the whole aim is to get them all all these links um, so I can now send and people can come to my website and, and buy them. But that's not set up yet. I'm working with my web designer on that. So they're not all, they are, like if someone reaches out and says, hey, could, can I, I can send them the, you know, the link. Oh, well, that but, works. Yeah, it's, but yeah, in the new year, I'm going to have it all set up. Good, good. It will be evergreen, yeah. That's nice. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So that's because they learn all your amazing mitigation strategies. Because even I learned something, and I know a lot about it. So you know, you can always learn more. So oh, you can, and like, I know, like when I go to someone's home, you know, or a client or whatever, you know, I test, you know, elect, you know, electric, magnetic, dirty electricity, um, the RF. I usually are near the end, um, and then I, I bring a little light beam, which is I test lights, and they can hear the light noise. So, because so, I, I really strongly feel that blue light is another non-native electromagnetic you know, form of radiation. And as you guys know, in the quantum space, how detrimental blue light is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they tend to make a lot of changes. Um, you know, I lost what I was, the whole point of it was, oh, um, was just, then I, I spend time with them just with their cell phone mm-hmm. um, and teach them airplane mode, teach them where the Bluetooth is, make sure they're actually, because a lot of people just, just turn their phone, they, they turn it to vibrate. They don't realize they're, you know, still radiating themselves. And so we just really familiarize them with their, their cell phone. And it's, it's quite interesting because my meter maxes at 2.5 million microwatts per square meter. And I'm finding today most phones, especially when you, when you um, take a phone off of airplane mode, it will check in, it will check, you know, check in with this, Hanging everywhere, everywhere, and it it you'll see it go to two point five. It'll max at two point five, you know, million. It's just crazy, right? What you know, it's it. I don't believe that humans were designed for this biological tool, um, and nor I don't. I maybe I'm a pessimist, but I don't think we can adapt. You know, in one generation to to this, when as we all know, it, it's. This is kind of clouding up the signaling in our body that we need to, we need the quiet. It's like meditation. You know, we need that, we need that quiet space to, for ourselves to hear the signaling that they need to hear that's being produced from our heart, you know, from our brain, you know, from different organs. And then just obviously the whole symphony of circadian, you know, clock genes. And it's just, so I heard this term recently, um, like I want to tell people, stop polluting my frequency spectrum, <laughs> you know, and I think we need to think about that. Think about your own, you know, mm-hmm. frequency spectrum. Um, 
imagine your little poor body's getting all the time and where can you where can you cut it back you know and we all know how great it feels to go out on a hike in nature and away from cell towers and leave our phones at home or just or at least have them on airplane mode and you know take photos and how good that feels and we just you know i think if people can do it in their homes and make their homes a nice safe space as much as you can I mean, it's tough if you live in a city or if you live in an apartment building it is tough but if i can get that woman sleeping again and get her migraines just from doing her own little apartment it, it does make a difference you know anything helps anything helps to get it's like that static of your training tuning on the radio station and you get a bunch of static that's what the non-native emfs do to our body's natural electromagnetic function right because yes our body is emitting frequencies and uses that to to control the processes and when you subject yourself to all these non-native frequencies it mucks up that whole thing and your mitochondrial function and a whole bunch of other stuff Mm-hmm. So this is really important. So just mitigating as much as possible. And yeah. when you talk about research and Vanessa mentions experience, like Steve Jobs did not allow his kids to have any technology. So if that doesn't tell you uh, that he knew what's up, he knew what was up. So well, and he, he learned he, he learned, learned the, the hard way. Lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also with like I know Dr. Cruz talks about this that if you ever watch, he always had his phone in his back pocket, um, which I always tell people that's better than the front pocket because the front pocket for women it's very close to our ovaries for men it's close to the testes but um the other thing about the front pocket um i don't know i don't know if you guys have heard this but um it lowers bone density and oh, if you right. yeah if you were to do a, a test if someone always wore it in their right hip the, they can have 10 percent bone loss um and and actually I'll, I'll finish on jobs and then i'll tell you my quick story i promised to tell you about phantom ringing um, he, he ended up with, um, a peritoneal cancer and that's what he died of, which is so sad, right? Um, and he always, the other thing is he always had his, you know, he invented the laptop, right? You know, he can't came up with that actual term, but I had my own experience, which is probably what started part of all of this was when I was still in the air force, my last job was, a was, it was a really cool job. It was defense, um, foreign liaison and I, it involved working with, um, um, high-level military in countries around the world and I would put on these um, visits I would arrange visits so I might have the Minister of National Defense come from another country with his wife and a team and, and there would be all these dinners and meetings and with our generals and 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 diplomats and they were it was everything had to be perfect and pristine and so I would with a team of us we had our blackberries and it was on my hip and it was on vibrate could never ring and so what i found was after five days of this right and then i would come home and have it by my head because if anything went you know i had to know i had to be in contact and um i would after these visits i started to notice that that I, it would be a weekend and no cell phone on me and all of a sudden I'd be on the couch and my phone would be ringing on my hip someone was calling me and it was the exact same timing and it was like my cells had memorized you know the timing but it was and i don't know like what the heck it's so strange right and i thought i was losing my mind like i told my husband sounds like quantum entanglement to me Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know or was some other frequency triggering that memory like you know my smart meter going off triggering something i i have really no idea but 
I finally found out by accident, there's this thing called phantom ringing. And I actually, when I left the Air Force, I gave up my cell phone for a year. I just said, I don't, I don't want this thing on my body. And so I didn't have a cell phone for a year and it was so freeing until I was in a, my car broke down late at night on a country road. And I took me like an hour to get someone to stop. So that's when I finally went, okay, I'll, I'll get a cell phone again. I think that uh, that story is great that you shared, but it also shares the point of like, we need to like live in the modern world and not be like so extreme that we need to like give it. It's not like, okay, I got to give up everything. I forget it. I'm never going to be on my podcast again. And I'm never throwing away my cell phone and I'm not going to teach clients anymore because this is bad for me. No, we have to like, it's got to be a balance where we're like, okay, we, u- we use this technology because we live in this modern world, but we also know how to mitigate it and lessen the effects of the frequencies. And you can go back and listen to a podcast that Heather and I did, I don't know, like 10 episodes ago, maybe 15, all about mitigation strategies too, because we give you some tips or take one of Laura's courses or book in with one of Heather, Heather Crimson or me or some one of one of us three wonderful ladies will help you mitigate these things and still live in the natural world. Like right now, as soon as we get off, I'm going to go put my feet in the grass for a few minutes after this. Like this is literally what I'm going to do right when we get when we get off. So yeah, that's just a little tip. One saying I'll leave you that I kind of came up with um, is break mother nature's laws. She will break you. Mm-hmm. Um, follow mother nature's laws and she will hear, heal you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. It's beautiful. And I, beautiful. yeah. And I, I, I sort of a, a post series I was going to do all through 2023 and it kind of died. I think I did one subject, but I wanted one on blue light, one on, you know, EMFs and one on diet and different, you know, quant, like the quantum diet. And I was going to do it. But anyway, that one, I just, I, I think we, we are breaking so many of Mother Nature's laws, and and if 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 your listeners could just look at their lives and look at, you know, what little what what am I doing that that my grandmother would have wouldn't have done, you know, and the worry like in saying we can't live with all this, you know, we should embrace the technology and you know just mitigate where we can. It's going to be interesting, interesting times because we're we're starting to see sadly um, birds, insects, um, all being you know affected by this. But but it's it's so difficult because we're also doing glyphosate, you know, and um, chemicals in the environment, pesticides. So you know what what exactly is it? But um, it's all you know, of it. <laughs> it's all of it, you know. But it, you know, and, and then I've heard you know every time you get a self. Uh, you buy another cell phone it's another reason for another tower it makes so that you know it's just not enough that the the towers that we have are not enough and we need to put another tower up and so some days i think oh laura just get rid of your cell phone and and use my because i do almost everything wired on my like i have instagram on my like all my social media i do almost everything from my wired pc Mm -hmm. the only thing is like messages you know and, and actually yeah. when i test homes there's some apps that i use to, to special to pick up where there's hidden bluetooth and things i can't see with my meters yeah but uh it's it's a little bit of a balance of you know can we yeah. can we live safely with all of this but and 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 just realize okay humanity's going through this right now and what is our role as, as mothers, as women, you know, in all of this. And I think, I think what we're doing is really important. 
um, mm-hmm. we're being, you know, you know, the saying, be the change. Yes. You know, you want to see, but, um, in one of my modalities, um, access consciousness, I do this first. I think, um, what Dane here has a saying, um, be, what is it? Um, what if, what if you being you is what the world needs right now? Like you truly being you. So the three of us are questioning the norm, right? We're, we've unfortunately had some health journeys that have made us go down this path. And what if this is all meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful spot to end it on, Laura. That was great. Yeah, and I agree it is. So, yeah, definitely. Well, keep going with this podcast, you two. I, I love it. I look forward to it. Yeah. every week oh and, thank uh, you you're yeah. gonna change lives and improve people's health well, you too I'm so proud of you. Oh, we're proud so of proud. you too you keep doing what you're doing and sharing this knowledge with the world we appreciate you and we appreciate your time and you coming on here today and sharing everything with us it was wonderful conversation laura thank you oh you guys are so welcome thank, thank you laura, for bringing so much heart along with all of your knowledge and wisdom thank you thank you so much. oh you're welcome so much for joining today's show for more information about heather and her offerings see her instagram at heather crimson or go to her website at enlightenedmood.com and for more information about vanessa's offerings visit her instagram at bright underscore light underscore wellness and her website at brightlightwellnesscoach.com see you next week